Welcome to the Leap to Lead podcast. I'm Emily Rogers and I am your host. I'm here to support you to take the leap and lead your life where you want to be. Are you ready to take that leap? Let's get in and hear today's episode. Hey there, this is Emily at Expat Parenting Abroad and welcome to this week's episode. The key signs your move isn't all okay. We're coming to that time of year when families are about to move and they're facing settling into a new city, new country, new schools and new homes. I still can't believe we've been in Auckland for 18 months. It's been such a wonderful experience for all of us. But I do know there are times when it doesn't go smoothly. So how do you know if your move is having an impact on your child? A couple of years ago, our move to Taipei was one of those that didn't go textbook. For a long time, when leaving Chongqing, we weren't sure where we were going to. And in the interim, the girls and I went back to South Australia and supported my parents as my dad overcame prostate cancer surgery. So not only were we in transition, but we were dealing with a lot of emotional stuff as well. We finally arrived in Taipei and the girls started the next week at school. Everything was brilliant. They had lovely teachers who were super supportive and they made some really sweet friends after just a few days. But three months down the track, things were starting to look a little bit iffy for Miss J. She was crying a lot, completely uncontrollable, sobbing tears. But over really silly little things like spilling her milk at breakfast. She was spending a lot of time in a corner by herself. Sometimes she was reading, but sometimes she was just sitting there. She struggled to do her homework. She was always daydreaming, crying in the afternoons. And that inner sparkle that we all love about her, it was gone. I was assuming that she was going through one of those stages. Maybe the hormones were changing, something like that. I, don't, I had no idea. But then I was at the school open day. And I was observing in her classroom. I had been speaking regularly with her teacher every pick up and in the mornings when I dropped her off. We were doing extra work to try and catch her up because she'd missed a few months of the school year. But suddenly I realised she wasn't even on the same page, let alone catching up. She had no confidence in herself. She wasn't even trying. In hindsight, there were warning signs. She'd been a child that had always been called an old soul and really mature, but we were getting regular, out-of-context emotional outbursts. She was lacking energy and enthusiasm for anything related to school. She had no self-confidence and she was refusing to try new things. Now, I'm not saying what we did is right for everyone, but for Miss J, we had loads of discussions at school and the decision was made that she would repeat year three. This was presented to her by the school and they said, essentially, we've made a mistake, you're in the wrong group. And she was the youngest in the class. Her new new teacher for the next year was up front and she said, look, you've done year three before, I want your help. You're going to be a leader and you're going to help others in the class. And literally overnight, Miss J, a sparkling soul, was back. She was happy again. She made new friends easily. She was happy to try new things. She always worked hard until her homework was done. But the crowning moment came 
when she decided to make a website for a school project. She was off school with, uh, with a head cold. And it was a day that I was busy cleaning the apartment and she wanted to start it. I said, look, I'm really sorry, honey. I can help you in an hour, but I need to finish what I'm doing. Well, while I was cleaning, she actually gave it a go. But she did the whole thing by herself. That would never have happened in the prior year. So now as we're settling into our life in Auckland, I am looking out for the signs, but I'm confident that we've all learned enough that we know how to support each other and that we can make this great for our whole family. I think what the key is, is to know your child. Talk with them often and understand what's going on. When you do see behavioural changes, look at the big picture and put it in the broader context. And maybe stupidity on my behalf, but I was assuming hormones were to blame. But it was actually that she couldn't do what the other kids could and her confidence was gone. So I guess importantly, stay close with the teacher and the school. Make sure you know what is going on and what that means for your kid. But I also want to say take heart. Even if your move does impact your child, which it did for Miss J, you can work together to remedy the situation, just like we did. I'm not saying what we did was right for everyone, but you can remedy the situation. If you like this tip, I've got a free video series you can download, Moving Your Family Abroad in Three Easy Steps, where I share my top three very practical tips that you can use to support your family and yourself when moving. Go to expatparentingabroad.com forward slash moving.